0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. It is August 31st. It's Thursday. The Packers play the Rams tonight. But first, we have to talk about Ahmad Brooks. The Packers signed the former 49ers outside linebacker to a one-year, $3.5 million deal. It can get to $5 million with incentives. We talked about it earlier in the week and what it can do for this team. Ahmad Brooks is not going to change the defense. He's not going to come in and be a field-tilting presence. He's not going to come in and be a 10-sack guy. Okay, He's tough. He's physical. He's a veteran. And he can get five to eight-ish sacks. He has done it every year for the past eight years. We know he can be an NFL contributor. And again, this is the kind of move that has always been out there for the Packers. Someone like this gets cut every year. And it's interesting to see the pressure that has come to bear on Ted Thompson. And I assume that that, that is part of it. In the offseason, Bob McGinn wrote that the Packers coaching staff has become, not disenchanted, but they've, They've grown frustrated with the lack of veteran talent that's been brought in by Ted Thompson. And I think fans have have felt that same way. And part of the reason is because anytime someone like Ahmad Brooks, who can come in and, and help the Packers, if, if the Packers sign him, every time a player like that has been cut this late in camp, it's either been the Packers doing the cutting, or the Packers don't take interest, or they take some interest and don't end up signing the player. This is the M.O. for Ted Thompson. And that has changed. And so why has that changed? Well, we don't know. Let's not look a gift horse in the mouth if we're Packer fans here. Because Ahmad Brooks is an upgrade over Jaron Elliott and Kyler Fackrell. Now, that's not saying much. But if you listen to the way Winston Moss talked about him, a player that was not even under contract, it could be viewed through perhaps a cynical lens as as Moss saying, Ted, go get this guy. He can help our football team because he can. We know now Clay Matthews' injury is a groin. It's just a tweak, they're saying, but he wasn't going to play on Thursday anyway. Nick Perry dealing with his ankle injury. No one wants to have to go into the season starting J. Ron Elliott, who we don't even know is going to be healthy if if the season started today, and Kyler Fackrell. So Ahmad Brooks brings an an above-replacement-level player to the Packers' defense, a defense that he should be relatively familiar with. The 49ers, before Kyle Shanahan showed up, did play a sort of 3-4 hybrid. They're transitioning to a 4-3 a little bit more traditional defense, Ahmad Brooks doesn't really have a role. Part of that is his size. He's much better suited to be a, um, a 3-4 outside linebacker than a 4-3 defensive end given his size. He's 6'3", 260, and doesn't have the kind of twitchy edge pass rush that you would want in a 4-3 scheme, especially the 4-3 scheme that the 49ers are going to employ but he can be a plus run defender right away. He can run in these sub packages. He can he can rush the passer using some of the the ways that perhaps Dayton Jones or Julius Peppers was deployed last year. If they if the Packers want to put him inside, stand him up and and blitz there or or even with his hand down, he can do that. He has shown he can do that. He's still strong. He's still physical. He's 33 years old, so it's not like he's way over the hill in any way. He can still come in and play. Kyle Shanahan said as much when they cut him. He said, look, this isn't about Ahmad Brooks. This is about our football team, which is another way of saying, look, he just doesn't fit anymore. Now, there is the issue. He he has a a trial date at the end of September. And that trial is is for the part that he played uh, in an alleged sexual assault. So there is there is that element to this, and I don't want to gloss over that. So that means Brooks does not come in without baggage. Without having the facts and evidence, it's hard for me to make a determination on on how I personally feel about it. You're going to have to make that determination yourself. From a football standpoint... He can help the Packers win football games. And clearly that was the determination that was made. As far as depth now at outside linebacker, Kyler Fackrell hopefully is just a backup. J. Ron Elliott, just a backup. If those guys are just backups, if they're just playing 10% of snaps, 15% of snaps, just as rotational pieces every once in a while, you're fine. Now, the question is about Vince Beagle, the rookie from Wisconsin. He is yet to participate in training camp. The foot injury has kept him out of most of the summer. And at this point, it looks like he will not be on the opening 53-man roster, the active roster. He'll be on PUP, which means he won't be able to practice for the first six weeks. Once he does start to be able to practice, there'll be a three-week window where the Packers can activate him, practice him and make a decision. So we'll see at that time whether or not the Packers believe he can help them. And and part of that, I'm sure, will be based on how well Brooks plays, how well Nick Perry plays, if he's healthy, and Clay Matthews, his health. We know those players, when they're healthy, can be effective. But how healthy will they be come midseason? Before we talk about the final preseason game and, and which players need to step up, I want to remind you, Acme Packing Company, the SB Nation Packers blog, will be following the roster cuts. They'll be following the action for tonight's game. To get all of that analysis, go to the site. I write there. Jason Hershorn, who who you heard yesterday, writes there. There is just um, a, a ton of great content there at all times. And for your NFL, your NBA fix, your MLB fix, anything else, FanRag Sports. They continue to build a talented staff of writers. There is so much great content there. They have some really great podcasts as well, some NFL podcasts. So feel free to take advantage of, of all of those resources that you have at your disposal. You want to be the most informed fan that you can be, because then you will not be in my mentions picking silly fights. But please do follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. And please do... If your company is interested in advertising to men between the ages of 18 and 44, please do sponsor this podcast. Locked on Packers is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want to reach men that age, and you should, this is your spot. I say this every time. We would love to we would love to reach more women. Had a had a female listener uh, reach out to me yesterday, say she really liked the podcast. I hope to continue that. And I hope we can grow our audience and I hope we can change those demographics. I really do. Our rates are reasonable. So if you or someone you know wants to reach Packer fans, wants to reach people in Wisconsin, people in Milwaukee, people in Madison, people in Green Bay, email me at peter underscore to find out more. The final game of the preseason is the Packers against the Rams. The Rams are not going to play most of their starters. The Packers are not going to play most of their starters. This isn't even going to be a Brett Hundley game. My assumption is Hundley will maybe play a quarter. If the Packers will know, let me put it this way. We'll know if the Packers intend to shop Brett Hundley this offseason or this preseason, depending on how much he plays. If he plays a little, they're good for now. If he plays a lot, it could be a showcase situation. Because the, the first team offensive line, you have to expect with Kyle Murphy and right now for Brian Balaga. You have to expect that the Packers want to get that group some reps. Even if it's not with Aaron Rodgers. Even if it's not with Ty Montgomery and the starters there. Kyle Murphy needs the reps. When it comes to other players who need the reps and who need a strong performance to make this roster. I'm interested to see what the Packers do with Taysom Hill. He's shown me enough to say I'd rather have him than Joe Callahan. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster, he's got a better arm, and he's less of a crazy person. Callahan is a non-traditional quarterback. He likes to run around, he likes to make plays, and that's great, and it's fun for the preseason. I, I don't want that two snaps away from being my starting quarterback. And so if the Packers are going to keep three, And Brett Hundley is going to be on this roster. Then your third quarterback should be someone that you can develop. And the tools that Taysom Hill has are more developable than Joe Callahan's. We know what Joe Callahan is. He's a fringe NFL player. The Packers, obsession is the wrong word, but their support of him over the last year has been, I would say, puzzling to me at best and straight-up crazy town at worst. I, I don't understand it. I will not pretend to understand it. It makes no sense to me. So I would like to see Taysom Hill play well because I'd like to see him as the third quarterback, even if it's just on the practice squad. I don't think many teams are going to put in a waiver claim for a 25-year-old rookie quarterback, but he is the kind of player, he's exactly the kind of player you want on your practice squad as a as a third Quarterback. Now, the other position that needs to shake out is receiver. And we talked about it with Jason yesterday. Can Malachi Dupree make this roster? It was suggested in the Journal Sentinel this morning that Michael Clark may not make it through waivers given his physical profile and, and tools. Could he be someone the Packers have to sneak on the 53-man roster? I don't see it. I think if Jeff Janis were as in danger of making the team or not making the team, as he was or appeared to be a couple months ago, then maybe, because it seemed like when when rookie camp closed and we were going to head into training camp, that maybe Jeff Janis' spot on the roster was very much in jeopardy. Malachi Dupree offered a lot of the same skills, only he actually knew how to play wide receiver. But the injury to Dupree really derailed his chances to make this roster. And so how do, how do the Packers respond to that? And how do they how do they adjudicate the numbers here? Because it is truly a numbers game. I think Jason is right in that D'Antelo Yancey is the last man on the team. They will try to get Dupree through waivers. I find it hard to believe he will make it through, just given his pedigree and his talent. Someone, some other team must have liked him pre-draft and is not happy with happy with their receivers. It was it was funny to me yesterday. The Seattle Seahawks were trying to trade Jermaine or At least it was reported that they were trying to do that. Okay, so a a mediocre talent in a mediocre receiver group isn't going to make the team, and the team would like to trade him instead of cutting him. Cool, that's every team. Roster or receiver is the deepest position in the league. Everyone has three or four NFL receivers on their roster. It may be the case. That no team claims Dupree because they're, they it's just a number situation. They have four or five guys that they love. They don't have room for him somewhere else. Maybe. That's probably what the Packers have to hope for because personally, I think he's too talented to make it through waivers, but we haven't seen it because he's been hurt. And the last the last question is, does Lindsey Pipkins, who had a great first game and, and ha- has not played as well since, he struggled against Denver. Does he get the nod over Ladarius Gunter, or do neither of them make the team? I don't think it's at all a lock that Ladarius Gunter makes this football team. And some have pointed out it would be a fall from being the number one corner to not making the team. Enough. He was not the number one corner, okay? He was the number one corner in in sort of ceremonial title only. Sam Shields was hurt. Demarius Randall was hurt. Quentin Rollins was hurt. And Ladarius Gunter had to play, and he played well enough to keep playing even after Rollins got back and Randall got back. Neither of whom were anywhere near the player that we had seen when they were rookies. And we're, it's been it's been made clear now, now that Rollins is healthy, now that Randall is healthy, and now that Devon House is back on the roster, Gunter is the sixth corner probably right now at best. He's definitely behind Kevin King, and he's definitely behind Josh Hawkins. So those are five, that's five corners. If Gunter is the sixth, Pipkins provides more potential on special teams because he's he's more athletic, at least from a straight line perspective. And he probably has more upside developmentally. So where is Gunter's place on the team? I don't know that he has one. And if you're the Packers that's a great thing. If you're Ladarius Gunter, obviously less great. But I think he could given given the corner depth of the league and given how important that position is, he finds a home if the Packers cut him. I have no doubt about that. He can he proved last year he's an NFL player. He played well enough in enough games to prove he is an NFL corner. He just may not be an NFL corner for the Green Bay Packers. That is the name of the game. After all, this is a Packers podcast, and that's it for this week on Lockdown Packers. We got four shows in. We started back up. I'm really excited about about what we're building here, and so um, I want to thank you all for for being a part of this journey. Um, th- this is this is going to be a really fun season. I think the Packers are going to have a, a very good year, which means it is a great year um, to be a part of the Lockdown Packers family. We're only going to have three shows next week and the week after. And then the following week, heading into week three, we will go back to Monday through Thursday. Um, Just wanted to give you a little programming heads up on that. I will be back on Monday. We'll be talking final, final cuts, final game, and looking forward to Packers-Seahawks. Until then, enjoy the game tonight, if you watch it. And as always, stay Locked on Cowboys. the list.